coming up. Good news is, is it, it, it inspires when you're at war. When you're at war. And I got to tell you, if you're not inspired by good news about your spiritual war, maybe you ain't been fighting for the right team. <laughs> maybe it's just been too easy for you. You don't need no inspiration. Everything's just going too smooth. You're not facing the, the, the aftermath of the enemy attacks. Good news inspires. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. You wouldn't intentionally put yourself in harm's way, would you? Well, we do this spiritually every time we ignore our real enemy and leave the safety of God's presence. Join us for the message series, Maximum Security, where Pastor Rob discusses the various ways we can be spiritually secure and protected. Here's part one of the message, The Need for Peace. Amen. All right, we're going to get into our message now. Um, we've been speaking on the series, Maximum Security. Maximum Security. And, and Hopefully you're paying attention, keeping track of your notes and everything, because I'm sure you want to be secure, and you want to be secure to the max. You don't want partial security. You want to make sure you're safe, and we're talking about the spiritual warfare here. And so we've been talking about several things, and we are moving along because Paul, Apostle Paul gave us an, a metaphor of equipment that soldiers wear to, de to describe the armor of God. So we've been talking about that, and we'll be doing this for a few more weeks. And so today I share with you, I mean, today we're going to continue. And as I shared before, every week, every message in the series, I'll be reading a different translation of Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And the goal of that is just to really get these concepts into our spirit so we can hear it different kinds of ways and that God can speak to us and so that we can put on the whole armor of God so that we can obtain maximum security from our enemy. So today I'll be reading in the Living Bible, um, Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. So on your screen or you can pull up whatever method you use to look. Follow along with me. It, it reads, last of all, I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord, from the Lord's mighty power within you. Yeah, Y'all get that? It's within you. <laughs> Ain't God good that he would put his power within us? Just wanted to pause on that for a minute. Verse 11. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand against, stand safe against all strategies and tricks of Satan. For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies, the evil rulers of the unseen world, those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world and against huge numbers of wicked spirits in the spirit world. So use every piece of God's armor to resist the enemy whenever he attacks. And when all is over, you will stand, you will still be standing up. 
But to do this, you will need the strong belt of truth and the breastplate of God's approval. Wear shoes that are able to speed you on as you preach the good news of peace with God. In every battle, you will need faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. And you will need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray all the time. Ask God for anything in line with the Holy Spirit's wishes. Plead with him, reminding him of your needs, and keep praying earnestly for all Christians everywhere. Amen. Amen. And so our message for today, hopefully you have your outline and something to write with. Our subtopic for today is the need for peace. The need for peace. And the first point on your outline, I shouldn't forget my backstory. I shouldn't forget my backstory. Romans 5.10a says, I mean that while we were God's enemies, oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I skipped over the second point there. Um, uh, I want to say this too. I, I shouldn't forget my backstory, and there's a reason why I shouldn't. It helps us to be grateful and to live for God. We just celebrated Thanksgiving. Hopefully, it caused you to reflect on some things that you can be thankful for. So not forgetting our backstory helps us to be grateful. And number one, uh, I, 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 I used to be an enemy of God is the first point or aspect of my backstory I need to not forget. I used to be an enemy of God. Romans 5.10a says this, I mean that while we were God's enemies, he made friends with us through his son's death. He made friends with us through his son's death. That's a big deal that we were enemies of God. <laughs> we're going to talk some more about that, but, and it's, and, and, and it's not, uh, it's not sexy, <laughs> to say I was an enemy of God, uh, lack of a better word. It's, it's, it's not comfortable, uh, but that's what we were. James 4.4 4 says this, you people are not faithful to God. You should know that loving what the world has is, is the same as hating God. So anyone who wants to be friends with this, this evil world becomes God's enemy. And if we think back, we know that there was a time that we was infatuated with the world. We were seeking the things the world had to offer. And at the time, you didn't realize that you was hating God at that time. You said, well, I'm just trying to get this. I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get mine. <laughs> yeah, but while we was trying to get ours, we was hating God. Because it was we were trying to get what the world had to offer us. So we got to remember that. Uh, Apostle Paul, who 
wrote our passage in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians. He also wrote uh, Romans that we read. He, he's, he's not writing his, his uh, uh, things that he's dreaming up. He's writing from experience because he had an experience himself uh, that showed him that he was an enemy of God. Acts 9, 1 through, uh, 1 through 5 says this. Meanwhile, Saul, his name was Saul before God changed his name to Paul. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. So here he is. He's fighting against God's followers, followers of Jesus. It reads on. He went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that if he found any there who belonged to the way. I'm going to pause for a minute. The, 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 the followers of Christ used to be called the way. <laughs> Before they called them Christians, they called them the way. <laughs> and so he's trying to find whoever's following the way um, and, and screaming out murderous threats and trying to persecute them. It reads on, um, who belong to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners to Jerusalem. Verse 3, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting, he replied. And from this experience, Paul found himself blind for three days. And this was his Damascus Road experience where he met God and God says, Saul, Saul, you're fighting against me. You're fighting against me. At some point, you realize that you wasn't on God's team those of us who have given our lives to Christ. And we said, uh, once we realized that and we did some pondering, and I don't know how long it took you. It may have taken you a day, an hour, a minute, uh, 10 minutes. I don't know, 10 months, 10 years. I don't, you pondered it at some point. Those of us who gave you finally said yes to the Lord. And you ponder it for however long it took. And you say, you know what, I think I'd rather be on the other team. <laughs> Um, I know that's what happened with me. I, I realized that I was on the wrong team. And I thought I was cool until God met me and showed me himself. <laughs> and, um, but then I had to make a decision to get on the other, on God's team. And this is where Saul found himself. So he's writing from experience. He's not writing his, you know, his, his con conjecture. It's, it's, you know, I, I know I used to fight against God. I used to be an enemy of God, and I'm no longer. And the same is true for us. We were enemies of God. Uh, B, write this down. Why do I need peace to fight against the enemy? It sounds um, somewhat contradictory, perhaps. <laughs> We're in a spiritual war, um, and I know I'm fighting, so why do I need peace is the question. If I'm fighting against the enemy, Right. Well, I got a few answers for you here. One, write this down because it is good news. Because it is good news. Peace is good news. 
Look what the text says, Ephesians 6, 15. It says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news. Some translation says uh, to put on the gospel of peace, but all gospel is is good news, right? Peace is good news. Well, what's so good about good news? Let's just think of this in context of a war. Yeah, and we see this on TVs and movies, on TV and movies and stuff, where soldiers are at war. They, they're fighting. They're in you know terrible conditions. You know, don't have much food to eat. They're in the mud, in the rain, in the sleet. They're getting shot at. Bombs are flying all over the place, and they get uplifted to hear some good news. <laughs> it, it lifts their spirit. It gives them the, uh, more will to fight when they get some good news. All right. And some of you may have been in uh, in the served in the in our in our armed forces and 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 you may you can relate to this personally. I just can relate to it through the movies and books and hearing stories. Um, but th- this is something on a lighter scale that I can I think you you may have most of us may have seen. And that is the show Survivor. And you guys seen the show Survivor? <laughs> Uh, they take them to this island somewhere, leave them out there. They got to build fire. They got to build shelter. They give them a little bit of rice to eat. They don't give them much of anything, and they have to survive. Now, of course, you know, they, the cameras are there and everything, so they're not, you know, completely out there. You know, some of them got injured, and the medics show up, take care of them and all that. It, but, but yet it's still they're forced to survive. And then at some point during the show, they, they, they give them some good news. Like, they, you know, they've been eating rice for like week, for like a weeks, right? And then they say, whoever wins this contest, you get to get some steak and fish and fried chicken or whatever. And then they're like, oh, that's good news. <laughs> right? That's good news. And so and then you, you see them get excited and motivated. And then it gets even deeper. At some point, they'll, they'll bring a family member to the island. And then they'll they'll get to see. I was just watching it the other day. I was sitting with my wife watching it, and they the the the, the group that was left. They brought a family member, and um, one of the per- persons that was still left. She's a grandmother, and when she left, uh, she was her grandbaby wasn't born yet, and so her husband came, and he wanted to give her the good news about the grandbaby. You know, so they, she didn't know whether it was a boy or girl, didn't know nothing about it. So she had been out there, I don't know, for some weeks surviving. And so she's tired and lost weight, hungry, you know, just, and then he shows up with a pink shirt on. <laughs> right? And that was, he was sending a message to her right away. It's a girl. It's, we got a new granddaughter. Right? And so she just lit up and hugged him and squeezed him. It was good news. I'm out here trying to survive. It's good news. And so he gave a little quick um, um, catch up to her about what's happened and all of that. And, and so all of them got some loved one to show up, and it was good news. Good news is, is it, it in, inspires when you're at war, when you're at war. And I got to tell you, if you're not inspired by good news about your spiritual war, maybe you ain't been fighting for the right team. 
Maybe it's just been too easy for you. You, you don't need no inspiration. Everything's just going too smooth because you, it's like you, it's like you, 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 you're not facing the, the, the aftermath of the enemy attacks. Good news inspires. So uh, the, the gospel of peace brings good news. It inspires us. And, and look what it says there. It says, for shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news. I, I, I got I to say something. I, I was trying not to comment on the, on the secondary issues of our analogy and metaphor that Paul is using. I just want to focus on the primary thing. The primary thing is the peace. It's the peace, all right? But it says that they're shoes. All right, Romans 5.1 says this, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because what was what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Okay, it's telling us here that we have peace with God. Now, there's a lot of ways that the Bible speaks of peace. It speaks about peace in God, peace of God. Um, but the, the, the most important thing and the first thing that we have to get is the peace with God, meaning that I got to no longer be fighting against God. That's the first step. <laughs> OK. And um, uh, I, I want to tell you all a story. I think I shared this with you all at some point. When I when I was in uh, junior high, which they call middle school now. And, you know, when you make that transition, you know, with, and you're now going to school with these older school, older kids, you know, you used to be, the, you know, the, the oldest kid or part of the oldest class on your school. And then you graduate, you go to the next level and now you're not, you know, you're not the, the oldest, you're not the biggest, you're not the strongest. And so we went to, uh, I went to junior high and, uh, you know, we were trying to be cool, everybody trying to. Uh, make sure they had a strong reputation. Let everybody know, you know, they tough and all of that. And especially guys, you know, I don't, ladies, y'all do some other stuff that we, you know, but guys, we trying to be tough. And so we were trying to be tough and hanging out in the in the in the in the lobby of the gymnasium, and you know, sitting there with our foot on the wall, chilling, you know, acting cool. And then one of the biggest dudes on the campus came in, came in, in there. He just he came through the door and he just stopped and looked. Now, uh, he, he, this guy ended up being a major league baseball player, and uh, he was a home run hitter. He, he eventually became that home run hitter, and he, he you know, he, he he made it to the majors as a slugger. <laughs> he comes in there, and he sees everybody trying to be cool. And so he proceeds to uncool everybody. <laughs> I kiss you not. And so he just, and we all in a U shape around the wall. He just, he just start going down the, down the wall, just hitting people in the chest. Boom! <laughs> Got to the next guy. Boom! Boom! And nobody was gonna test him because he was bigger than everybody else, right? And he just, he came around, I was, I was, I was all the way over here on this side. I, I was around the U, right? And so he went around, and it, it wasn't that big of a space, it was probably what, eight by eight or something, I don't know. And he just, boom, 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 boom. 
And then he got over here, boom, he hit the guy next to me, boom, right in the chest. And I'm going like, oh, man. <laughs> and then he comes to me, and I don't know what it was, but he just looked at me and said, what's up, Robbie? <laughs> he liked me. He liked me for some reason. I don't know why he liked me, but he did. And I was so thankful and grateful that he liked me. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I had a chance to keep my coolness. Right. <laughs> he was he had taken everybody else's coolness away, you know, with a with a punch to the chest. You know, and so <laughs> He came to me. He said, what's up, little Robbie? Yeah. And so uh, I was like, and I wasn't saved at the time. I just was grateful. I, you know, if I had been, you know what I would have said. Oh, thank you, Lord. You know, but, um, but I wasn't saved at the time. I just knew I had found favor. I had found favor. And I didn't know why, but he liked me. And so I didn't get the punch in the chest. Hey. And so when we start talking about peace with God, I had peace with him, but peace with God is on a whole nother level. All right. We need to have peace with God. We need to have peace with God. It's, it's the most important peace that we could have is that God, the creator of all things, is not against me and I'm not against him. And that's what we're talking about when we're talking about putting on this and show uh, the, 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 the good news, the peace, the good news of the peace. <laughs> and so I, I, I made an acronym some time ago on your outline for peace. So you can, you can fill in the letters here. It's a peace as an acronym. Uh, uh, purpose every day to acknowledge Christ in every way. You can fill that in. Purpose every day to acknowledge Christ in every way. Right. See, because it, it says there in Romans 5 that we got this peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done. That's why we have it. Not nothing you've done. Just like the guy, for some reason, he liked me. I didn't know why. He just did. You got peace with God through Jesus Christ. Not because of what you've done. Okay? And so we should purpose every day to acknowledge Christ in every way. Peace. Number two, write this down. Um, why do I need peace to fight against the enemy? Number two, because it prepares me for battle. It prepares me for battle. Ephesians 6.15 in the New Living Translation says, For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. So that you will be fully prepared. So now I want to talk about the shoes. I got, I got, a, little, got a little ahead of myself. All right. Um, I, I played basketball coming up. It, it don't matter. Any sport. Any, guys, I'm talking to the guys and the girls. Um, the, the, the guys play sports. You, 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 you getting ready? You know your shoes got to be. You got to be. You got to have the right shoes. Okay. You, 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 you don't even feel right if your shoes ain't right. <laughs> you don't even. You know you going out here to play. Number one, they, they you standing on them, and they you got to move and run and stop and you know. Just, just the other day, you know, uh, the number one pick in the NBA draft. Well, before he was a number one pick, not long ago when he was still in college, his shoe busted. 
<laughs> I mean, it just busted open. <laughs> and he hurt and he damaged, injured his knee in the process. Alright. It just he just he made a move and he stopped and tried to cut and pivot, and the shoe just said, I can't take no more. So the text is telling us you, you gotta have the right shoes. You've been listening to One by One. Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. You know God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin so that you could live with him forever. If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I sinned against you. I've made some mistakes in my life. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and my mistakes and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me to reflect the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to personally welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to connect with the church near you so that you can learn more about Jesus, grow closer to God, and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at quenchlifecf to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time Satan is not trying to pick a fight with you. He's trying to get you to pick a fight with God. That's what he did. He tried to turn them against God. He didn't say, he didn't, he didn't, because see, if he came out and he just, you know, did something to them, and they'd be like, what you hitting me for? Right? Just like somebody come up to you and, and hit you, you'd be like, they just came up and hit me. You know, I don't know why they hit me. He didn't do that because he knew that would alert you and that would that would cause you to run to God. Thank you for listening.